Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your host coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, the beautiful purpose of all relationships and how to fulfill it with our internationally renowned guest, Guy Finley, joining us today from beautiful Merlin, Oregon. Guy will take live calls from listeners, USA callers, dial 1-888-346-9141, international callers, dial 001-553-5760. Call now and take advantage of this wonderful opportunity to get your questions answered. You know, we all have an innate desire to love and be loved, be free, and fulfill our divine purpose. But we may find ourselves trapped in the past, in our own self-perpetuating prison in the context of our relationships. Guy says that the greatest single resource on the planet is relationships. How we discover ourselves, how we learn about ourselves, whether it's families, friends, the world around us, how we transcend ourselves and that we discover ourselves through relationships and nothing is more important than self-knowledge. Guy says we must be free to love and invites us to discover the self that seeks real freedom and to open ourselves to the moment and change our lives. That's so beautiful. And a little bit about Guy. He is a modern-day mystic and practical philosopher, best-selling self-help writer, and internationally renowned spiritual teacher. And for over four decades, Guy has helped individuals around the world find inner freedom and a deeper, more satisfying life. And his in-depth and down-to-earth teachings, which I really love, cut straight to the heart of today's most important personal and social issues, anxiety, self-discovery, relationships, addiction, stress, compassion, and peace, you name it. Featured guests on over 700 television and radio shows, including national appearances on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and NPR. He is the author of over 45 books and audio video programs, including his acclaimed seminal book, The Secret of Letting Go, and also Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. Guy is the founding director of the Life of Learning Foundation in Maryland, Oregon, and he offers free online classes through the Life of Learning Wisdom School. And on that note, I welcome Guy to our show today. Welcome, Guy. Hi, Jean. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Nice to hear your voice again. 
Well, thank you so much for uh, shining your light and the books and the resources that you uh, have provided for us are truly gifts to the world. And I must say thank you for filling your divine destiny and helping us transform our lives. And Guy, you know, the thing about it, you know, relationships are fraught with many challenges and can be quagmires. Uh, let's just go straight to the heart of it. How, what is the beautiful purpose of our relationships? Relationships, Jean Marie, are the way in which we're able to come into a, an awareness of all that we are mm. as men and women made in the image of God, and that without relationships, we'd have no mirror by which to see what it is that we have yet to see is true about ourselves. So it's, yeah. it's a, a relationship, you know, the, uh, I don't, the, the relationship, we use the word relation and we have a ship, right? <laughs> yes. It, it, is a, it, is, it is something that we journey into and through our whole lives. Every relationship yeah bringing about, one way or another, some kind of revelation uh, about who and what we are in that moment and what we bring with us into those relationships, and God willing, what those relationships help us change in ourselves so that we can be uh, a far better contributing partner to whatever we are in relationship with in that moment. Wow, that's so powerful because we see that relationships are really enriching if we use them for the purpose for which they serve us. And you have a quote in your book, Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. You say, all of our relationships are kind of a mirror. And standing before the mirror of our relationships, a ceaseless reflection of that relationship as it unfolds, we are given to see something about who we are in that same moment, and there's a prospect of being introduced to a me, parts of myself that I may have not yet met. Wow, that is so powerful. Well, it is a beautiful thing to understand that we have this, I shouldn't say we have, that mm -hmm. we are actually this unique gift, this living relationship that we have with the world outside of us is the way we discover the world within us. And most of us, Jean-Marie, honestly, the world doesn't teach us this. No. The world teaches us that relationships are the reason that our lives are not working or that we are missing because we don't have the right man or the right woman or the right job or the right place to live. So we need to build some basic, build some basic blocks here to understand this idea of a mirror. And if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and start sure. helping the, the listener understand what it means that relationships are a mirror, with your permission. Yes. Oh, sure. Wonderful. <clears throat> so, for instance, I know that Jean Marie lives in Mississippi. I don't know if you live in the city or the suburb or in the country, but... I live in the country, and I, I've always loved the country. I've always loved the natural setting, even though I was 
born and raised in probably one of the most unnatural settings on the planet. And the reason that I love the natural setting is the same reason everybody likes to go, if they do, I assume, to the ocean or take a hike, go see something beautiful in a, uh, an arboretum. It's, we, we discover when we look out, for instance, I'm looking right now out my, my window in my little office here. Uh, I live on a little mountain, and I'm looking at all these beautiful oak trees and uh, madrone and pine. And, of course, it's still uh, late winter here, early spring, so to speak, but the leaves are off. And so I look out, and I see when I walk outside or through this window, I see something that as I look at it, it stirs in me a certain feeling. If I turn my face away from the window and I look over at my refrigerator, I get another, <laughs> I get another kind of feeling. <laughs> yes. But the point is, the point is that what we look at in life, even physically, stirs in us mm. something spiritually. Because yes. when I look at the woods, I feel in myself what is moved by looking at the woods. We all know the saying that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It means that the thing that we're looking at is not the source of the beauty, but the source of the beauty lives within the one who sees what he or she does. Mm. This is a very important distinction, because it means that as we go through our days and we look around and we run into people or places or we go see things that are beautiful or not, that what we are experiencing moment to moment is the revelation of our own consciousness as it is awakened by the conditions that we are sitting in or walking through. For instance, I look out and a whole bunch of little goldfinches have come to my feeder. I love these little goldfinches. They're a beautiful, tiny little bird, and they have their name because they have this gold coloring to them. But they're a delicate little bird, Jean Marie. Really so sweet. And I'm lucky they kind of know me over all these years, their condition. I can go out and stand right next to the feeder, and they'll just come and sit, and I can be less than six inches away from them. And I love looking at them. Why? Because when I look at that little goldfinch, or I look at one of the deer, or one of these magnificent oak trees, I feel inside of myself what was sleeping in me until the moment when that part of my consciousness was awakened by that goldfinch, by that timid, sweet little character, by the strength of that mighty oak, so that I actually discover in those relationships through them something that I cannot know is true about myself without being in that relationship in the moment. How are we doing? Are we, we being that, clear enough? That, that is a beautiful analogy. I want you to keep forward, moving forward because I, too, am looking outside my window at the beautiful tall oak trees and uh, pine trees that I can't even see the top. And the birds, the, the, the cardinals, the sparrows, and the doves are coming forth, and I just love that. So I understand what you mean about something stirs inside of you, and I can't—I mean, nature is— 
really just uh, uh, my tool for peace and really learning about myself and life. So right. go forward, move right. forward. Get All right, so, so here we are, and we, you know, uh, maybe it's a sunset uh, this time of the year in Southern Oregon. We have a lot of low, heavy clouds filled with moisture, and certain times the sun sets and the sky lights up, and it, it, you would think that... Uh, you know, you were standing on, on uh, Mount Sinai, and, and God was speaking. It's that beautiful. So yes. it, it, what, what's going on? Well, that moment stirs in me a corresponding character, a quality, that without that which moves it and reveals it, I don't know is there. So we can get that, and we like that idea when we go in nature. Now... I go into a restaurant, or I go and I talk to my wife or my children. My wife, my children, stir and awaken in me things that I cannot know about myself without my wife and my children. Mm-hmm. For instance, when we fall in love with someone, what we fall in love with really isn't the other person. What we fall in love is in love with is the relationship that comes to pass when that person that we are attracted to looks at us with that, my wife has a certain smile, always lights me up. She has a way yes. of saying certain things, lights yes. me up. And yes. it is that moment of looking at my wife and feeling her energy that stirs in me something that corresponds to that part of my wife's consciousness and that relationship is wonderful. We all know what it's like when we first meet that right person. I call it the, the Yahoo moment. And yes. it's Yahoo because in that moment, I am experiencing things about myself I didn't even know were there. Who knew I could feel like that? And so I look at the, the person in my life, and I think to myself, well, you know, this person is the reason I feel that way. Well, in part, that's true. But the other part, and the part that's missing, is that that person is helping me realize what already lives in me that is capable of feeling that kind of love, that is capable of feeling that kind of compassion or wish to sacrifice itself for the sake of someone else. So we know well that first week month, year, maybe years of wahoo, this is fantastic. But because of the nature of relationships, that they are intended to continue to help us develop this capacity we have to act as this vessel of revelation, meaning of realizing what that moment of relationship opens up in me and reveals to me, that inevitably that relationship begins to lose some of its luster. I've heard all the stories. The the physical relationship was great, but we all know what that's like when it begins to wane. And so gradually from looking at that person as the one who was supposed to make me happy and fulfill me, I start to find instead of what I would say is the wahoo, it turns into the oh no phase Mm -hmm. of relationship. Mm -hmm. Where now I want to blame that person for what I'm experiencing around them, instead of understanding that 
the parts of me they awakened in the in the beginning, I was all on board with that. But now, as I'm in that relationship and they're stirring other parts of me, instead of loving them for what they awaken in me, now I blame them for what I don't want to know about my own consciousness. And that's where relationships have the possibility of taking you and I, of everyone, through a real process of transformation. Because we start to understand the purpose of a relationship is not to reach some static idea, some imagined bliss that lasts forever. The purpose of a relationship is to take us on a journey into and through our own consciousness so that we can begin to discover that no relationship with any other human being can be any more complete than we are in our understanding of ourselves. That's what my book, that's what all of my work is about, is to use every moment of life as the focal point of a revelation of something yet revealed in ourselves that can only be revealed through that moment, and it doesn't matter whether that moment is one we want or don't want. Because if the bottom line is we understand that we're on this planet, that this life is not a race to win but a school for our higher education, then we understand there's no such thing as a bad lesson. So why would I blame something outside of me for helping me discover that I'm walking around, as all of us are, loaded with every form of possible demand that everyone and everything we're in relationship with satisfy us the way we want to be satisfied in that moment. That's a recipe for resentment and ultimately the the destruction of all relationships where we believe that someone else is responsible for our happiness. I'm wow. done. <laughs> yeah, wow, that is so much packed into what you've, you've said. You know, there's so many times we're looking for the other to make us whole and make us complete. And uh, we become disappointed when things don't work out a certain way or get into the blaming and defensive behaviors that are, destroy relationships or help them deteriorate. And, um, you know, this is so empowering what you're sharing because it points us back to us, to ourselves, and to really yes. use that moment, as you said, as a focal point. And, Guy, I think uh, I, I do have a... An, an email that was sent to me from a listener that's going to be uh, really profound for you to really bring this all together and uh, really help listeners out there who are dealing with challenging relationships. But right now, we, I think it, we're up for a brief commercial break. So uh, I invite listeners to stay tuned. Don't go away. We will be right back with our next segment, The Beautiful Purpose of All Relationships and How to Fulfill It with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, internationally renowned spiritual teacher, modern-day mystic, philosopher, best-selling self-help writer, author of 45 books, including The Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. Don't go away. We will be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, 
our natural state of being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs such as The Transcripts of Mary Magdalene for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty and the body balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized ignite your spark and live a life of passion and purpose explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial visit ascensionlibrary.org you are tuned in to love light with dr jean marie farish Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie. And if you're just joining us, we're with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, on the beautiful purpose of all relationships and how to fulfill it. And Guy, I just want to share with our listeners that Guy will have a special series of talks, March 25th through 27th, on developing the power of attention, living higher awareness 
to discover your divine possibilities. And online attendees can sign up at www.guyfinley.org slash forward slash attention. And this is a wonderful online and in-person seminar. And for more information, visit www.guyfinley.org. And Guy, thank and you so much. Okay, yes, anything, yes, yes, share, share, yeah, let me let you highlight more about it. Yeah, every, every, I talk twice a week online as a rule, and once a month we have these special events. Everything's free, there's nothing to join, just come and let's work together to understand ourselves better and, God willing, make this world a better place because we become better human beings. Yes, yes, yes. That is so true. And thank you, Guy, for really sharing about the purpose of relationships as a focal point for us to really see ourselves in that moment. Talk a little bit more about the cost. I know, you know, we have to pay a price for transformation and waking up. Can you share with us a little bit more about the cost so that our listeners can, you know, really get in the frame of mind of what we have to do to wake up. So, Gene, you be the advocate for the people joining us, all right? I'll ask yes. you a couple questions. Sure. And sure. I, know you'll answer, I know you'll answer them truthfully, and we can sure. kind of drill down a little bit and, and see if we can't get sure. something really meaty, all right? So, sure. do you ever get upset, do you ever get upset with anybody, Gene Marie? Of course. And what happens, it, what I find is a trigger, you know, and I see even in terms of interactions, it's like I get, I can get a trigger and I have a certain feeling that well up and I'm like, okay, I have to take a pause because I don't like what, how I'm feeling. No, 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 let's not, let's not, let's not talk about our solutions because God help us and forgive me, if our solutions work we wouldn't be the wreck that we are. Good. Well, our, take it forward. <laughs> uh, yeah. Our, our solutions do not work. Our mm-hmm. ideas about strength, our ideas about love, even our ideas about God. Because if they actually work, then we would see a steady, consistent change in our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And instead mm-hmm. of being triggered so easily and then running through all of the iterations of why we are the way we are and what we need to do, we would, we would be changed on the spot. And that's the first thing that we have to understand. Powerful. Real change is not, is not something that happens to us in an hour or tomorrow. Real change takes place in the moment because we are in the midst of being changed in the moment by what that relationship reveals to us about ourselves and that level of self acting for us in that moment. Mm-hmm. So here I am, and let's say I get, we, that's the popular word today, triggered. But we, we fail to realize that the only way I get triggered is if I'm a walking gun. No one puts the gun in me. Mm-hmm. I get triggered because I'm loaded. And I'm loaded mm-hmm. with all of these ideas about how people should be. So when I get triggered, when I get upset, I'm suffering. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. The minute that I get triggered, I'm suffering. I am in pain. Now, if I'm in pain because someone triggers me, what's the last thing that I ever know about the person who triggered me? 
What's the last thing that ever occurs to me, Jean Marie, about that person that just seemed to stir this hornet's nest in me? What's the last thing that I know? What, yes. Can you venture a guess? Yes. Uh, well, you know, you can maybe because the person uh, blame you for something, you know, and no, uh, no, no. you, you right. got on the no, defensive. Jean- mm-hmm. No, Jean Marie, the last thing I know about a person who's standing in front of me, giving me the look, mm-hmm. throwing those little insults out. The last thing I know is that they're in pain. Okay. That's the last thing I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my wife is in pain when she pushes my button. Mm-hmm. And I need mm-hmm. to know that she's in pain because unless I know she's in pain, I think the only pain in that moment is mine. Yes. And it's not. Yes, I see. Yes. See? Yes. She's in pain. This is the beautiful story. I hope that I don't wander into some kind of alligator no, swamp no, here with no, what no, I'm no. about to say. Mm-hmm. How many of us know the beautiful story of the Good Samaritan? Christ yes. told his disciples about how there was this man laying wounded, robbed, and beaten in the road. And all of these, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the time, all of them just walk by this man laying there because the A, they don't want to get involved. B, it might be more problems. C, they're on their way to something important. D, they just don't want to deal with what they're going to have to deal with because they have more important things to deal with than that person laying there in the road. And by the way, <clears throat> If we can't see that that's what's happening today in our country and in this world, we're blind as a bat. We're so concerned and consumed with these self-concerned ideas about who we are. And then from the magnificence of our imagined love, then we extend a hand. But the point is that that good Samaritan stopped and helped that wounded man laying there in the road. Why did the Good Samaritan, amongst all the others that walked by, why did that man or that woman stop and help that person, Jean Marie? Because it must have stirred something within that person. Ah, good. Good for you. You connected the first part of our conversation. That Mm -hmm. Good Samaritan knew the pain of that man who was beaten on the road because he himself was able to experience not just through uh, imagining, but he knew directly the pain of that man. That's what real compassion is, Jean Marie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is our God-given right to know intimately the interior world of the human being that we are with in that moment, just like we can share in the interior meekness of that dove or that goldfinch, so can we share in the interior pain of another human being when they bring it to us and dump it on us. But unless we're able to receive that moment, to receive the reason for that relationship, Mm. then we reject it because we think the pain we're in is what they have given to, what they have dumped on us. But no human being can put me in pain that doesn't already exist in this person. And that's Mm -hmm. critical to understand if we're ever going to know anything at all about love and ultimately the cost of it. 
Because mm. what's the cost of love? My wife's all upset. Her daughter, our daughter, does something off the wall. Someone at the foundation that completely goes off the rails and does something that's counterproductive, and she's in charge of certain areas, and she's all angry and brings up that whole ledger of reasons why this person is that way and why they've always done that. We know that drill, don't we, Jean Marie? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So, so, so here she is. She's in pain. And what do we do when we're in pain? We go look for somebody to dump it on. Mm, yes, yes. Right? First she blames someone else, then she wants to bring me her pain, as if somehow or other I'm the one designated in this world to carry her wheelbarrow of nonsense. Mm, mm, so mm. in that moment, what happens? Okay, my wife's in pain. Am I going to push back? Am I going to blame her for the pain she's in? Or am I going to help her understand that the pain she is in is because she doesn't understand herself? And the cost of understanding herself is to stop blaming others or looking for someone to dump the pain on. Okay, let me put the brakes and ask you a question. (laughs) Huh? So let me yeah. ask you a question. So let's say the wife is in pain. Uh, how do you, con- what do you say to your wife in that moment? When you, here you are, you seeing it all. And maybe they're in that phase of kind of unconsciousness and blaming or looking at the faults in the other person. Or what, how do you, what do you say to that person to stop it, to, to really get them to really look at the situation? Okay, so you said something important. What do I say to get her to stop it? You see, that's the problem, not the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. I want her to stop it, Jean Marie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it because is it I love her? Or is it because her pain is making me hurt? And I'm negative now because she's negative. Right. So what right. we really think we're doing is that if I can get her to not be negative, I won't be negative anymore. That's not the answer. So how do you deal the with that? Is, mm-hmm. Well, it, it depends. See, we want, I call it the dry, the McDonald's uh, happy meal. You know, we want <laughs> yes. the, the short, sweet, Quick simple fix. answers, drive-through. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Five bucks and it's done, you know? It doesn't work like that. Yes. Sometimes it may be that I'll just look at her mm-hmm. and I won't say a word. Yes. Because yes. by not by not responding to the agitation stirred up in me, I get to be aware of it. And by mm-hmm. not resisting her pain, she gets to be aware of her pain. Okay, and that that's pattern is shattered in that moment. Wow. And it's shattered because she, yeah, she gets a chance to see herself as she is because I'm no longer feeding the fire by telling her, you're right, sweetheart, things shouldn't be that way. So sometimes it's just to be quiet and consciously bear the pain in myself so that she can see the pain in herself. Sometimes it may be something like, you know, sweetheart, you know, let's slow down here. Yes. Can you not see what's going on in you right now? So it's always bring our attention back onto the real source of the problem and the pain. And the real source of the pain and the problem is that we walk around loaded with demands on others that they do not disturb us no matter what. Mm, 
And it's it's okay to, you know, be in that moment or be in that pain so that you could see what's going on with yourself. Yeah. And and I love what you're saying that you don't you can be quiet and be in silence and just you know give some space to that moment. Yes. Yes. You know, Jean Marie, everybody, I know we have to go to a break here. I'm sure, but what's the last thing? that should have been the first thing that we weren't taught? What's the last thing that we were not taught growing up? We saw our parents avoid at all costs the consciousness of the pain. Yes. Litigation, hatred, resentment, racism, every evil there is on this planet is because we were never taught to understand that the pain we don't want can turn into a spiritual gain when we understand what the purpose of that unhappiness, that anger, that frustration is. And if we can start to learn that, we go through the actual transformation we're intended to in order to become a truly good human being, acting out, living from what is divine, instead of always trying to escape some disturbance we blame on others. Yes, because we see a lot of escapism, a lot of distractions, and, you know, people want to quickly get out of the pain. And like you're saying, the pain exactly. is kind of a source. It's a source for us. We we yes. do have a question from a, a listener who did email me, and I just, I'm going to share this and we can get to it uh, after break. But uh, she says that my 32-year-old marriage has never been a happy one because of a controlling husband. Two years ago, I finally mm-hmm. moved into a separate bedroom, still in the marriage because of cultural expectations and fear of living on my own. Tried mm-hmm. communication, but as expected, everything is my fault. I am tired, frustrated. What would you suggest I do to change this situation? And and I want you to kind of think about it. I know for you, there's an easy flow <laughs> with your wisdom. Uh, but I think we're up for a break. And then when we come back, I love for you to, you know, shine some light on this situation that I'm sure a lot of people that, you know, that's relevant to a lot of people. So we're going to take oh, yeah. a brief commercial break. Uh, don't miss this next segment coming up. The beautiful purpose of our relationships, how to fulfill it with our amazing guest, Guy Finley, internationally renowned spiritual teacher, modern day mystic philosopher, best-selling self-help writer author of 45 books, including The Secret of Letting Go and Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. He's the founding director of Life of Learning Foundation in Maryland, Oregon. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace one another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. 
Ascension expert Judy Satori's Ascension Library will activate your true soul and human potential. Access a selection of audio-based meditations, energy transmissions, and live-streamed video events. Transform your reality with popular programs, such as the transcripts of Mary Magdalene, for heart-opening, beautiful, to radiate your inner beauty, and the body-balancing and physical regeneration pathway to become more energized, ignite your spark, and live a life of passion and purpose. Explore membership options to activate a five-day free trial. Visit ascensionlibrary.org. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at yahoo.com and now back to love light well welcome back to love light living in the spirit of love we are fortunate to have our special guest guy finley the beautiful purpose of our relationships and how to fulfill it and guy i just love what you said i, I think during break we were talking about this whole concept of being triggered <laughs> and the whole issue about you know the, the other person, you know, we're always being kind of like looking at it from a personal standpoint. But when we see that the other is in pain, you know, what does this stir in me? 
and how can I be more compassionate? And I love the example that you gave, you know, the scenario with your wife, a possibility of uh, being angry and or in pain and how you can step back from that and allow an opportunity for the person to really kind of get a handle on it and see what's happening within them without being so ready to respond or react. Yes. Not my pain, not your pain, our pain. Yes. That's what I it love, changes. I love that. Now, let's go to that question from the listener about the 32-year-old marriage, you know, yes. not being happy, yes. controlling husband, finally moving in separate bedrooms, uh, you know, in the marriage because of fear of living alone, cultural expectations. You know, what can be done here? Try communication, she says, but everything's my fault. What would you suggest? Well, first, Jean Marie, I, I never give personal advice mm-hmm. that would set a person on a path. And sure. We are here as human beings created with a complete capacity to go through the changes that life makes evident we must go through. But I will, mm-hmm. I will say a few things uh, about my own understanding and how I look at life. Okay. So, so listener, you'll forgive me if this is too rough. No. <laughs> but what? But what? But what? What kind of culture makes a prisoner of a human being? Mm-hmm. See, wow. this is what we don't see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be I want to be loyal to my culture, and kill my own soul for the sake mm. of an idea, an image of myself. Mm. I'll live a, a, a life without love, because fear tells me that I have to stay where I am or suffer the consequences. The problem is that the consequences that fear tells me I'll face all exist in imagination. They're down the road. They don't belong to anything other than a mind that actually is comfortable remaining in the condition it blames for its pain. Mm. Your culture, wow. your culture is your captivity. If you are so identified with any part of it that it tells you that you have to accept an abusive relationship for the sake of that culture, that's all nonsense. And that's why the world is the way it is today. Because it's not just the culture of, of being a, a, a Pakistani or a Muslim. It's not just the culture of being someone from uh, Afghanistan or whatever it may be, uh, whatever that culture is. It's the culture of picking up our iPhone and looking to see if someone's texted us because it makes me feel real. Mm. It's the culture of driving around in a car that's not as good as someone else's and being in conflict because I've got to go buy something so I can be at least for an imagined culture of the rich and famous. Any mm-hmm. idea of culture whatsoever that keeps us a captive of fear, worry, loneliness, anxiety, that culture itself isn't the lie, but my relationship with it is. Because wow. any true culture, in the end, belongs to a consciousness that gave rise to it, and the true consciousness is inherently trying to liberate itself, not make a prisoner of itself by all the demands that become the result of this imagined uh, life. So that's my answer. I can't tell mm, you directly, yes. but I am, I am telling you directly. 
I, I love that. It kind of, I read that book, Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani, which was really powerful when I thought about that question and thought about cultural expectations and how we get encased in that and try to live up to those expectations and being in our own pain. You know, we have to, I love what you said about liberating yourself, right? Yes. You, you talk about freedom a lot. Uh, in your 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 talks, uh, can you shed some light on that uh, about freedom and self discovery? Because I think it's so relevant here. What we discover, if we can and will, and life will ensure us at least the possibility, is that our best ideas of freedom have completely failed us. Completely. Our idea of freedom now is freedom from someone who abuses me. Mm-hmm. Freedom to uh, buy a car, have a Porsche. Freedom to please myself till the cows come home. Mm-hmm. Freedom from something isn't the answer, and neither is freedom to something. We have to ask ourselves, what is our freedom for? Why do I want freedom? So I can feed myself all the pasta I can guzzle? Is it, do, I, do I want freedom from someone who abuses me only to find out I walk into another relationship looking for someone to confirm who I am and become dependent and attached on them and then right back into that same prison? Or, yes. or is freedom, the, or, or is the whole idea of freedom so that you and I can use our life for the purpose that's been given to us? And the purpose that our life has been given to us isn't to please another human being. It's not to be profitable so the world applauds us. The purpose of our life is to enter into a conscious relationship with the creator of this life. Mm, That's the first and foremost purpose. And every scripture says so. But we've lost contact with even the possibility of understanding that because we've become so dependent on looking at others around us our circumstances to confirm us as we imagine, and nothing is more our captivity than looking to someone else to tell us who we are and how good or bad we are. Then we're yeah, captive you, of that consciousness. Yes, uh, I remember in your readings you talked about that, and you talked about our images and opinions and things that we, you know, this the, the things, the ideals that we try to live up to that are not that are really kind of illusions, and it keeps us captive. Right? Yes. Absolutely. I, I love what you said about that. And one thing I love for you to highlight, you talked about our, we've lost our connection with the higher order of love, one that that's not only intended to help nourish our relationships with, with each other, but that keeps showing us unlimited ways we can use our relationships, even the most troubling of them, to become a better, more loving human being. I just love that. Yes. That's that's all I got to say to that is yes. (laughs) We must be be willing to do the tough work of examining ourselves, Mm. not in thought, but examining ourselves to see that I'm still running around in the same patterns. I have the same pains, different people, Seemingly different, my pain and my negativity now is because I'm getting old, and now I'm negative about my body. 
where before I was negative because I couldn't have enough sex. Everything changes except for the consciousness that keeps itself in place and us a prisoner of its unconscious, ceaseless comparison to what life should be, how others ought to treat us versus what we imagine we deserve. That is so powerful. And you talk a little bit about, well, uh, a lot about humility, uh, deepening humility. Uh, You had a key lesson. Higher love is is, is consummated only in awareness and acceptance of one's spiritual poverty so that one's soul is slowly matured through an even deepening humility that itself is the doorway to heaven. I just love that. Humility. You know, we're so caught up into ego and pride. And and, and I love that uh, about humility. I love that you love that, Jean Marie. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. That That isn't Christianity. The real Christianity, the real relationship is something that we are endowed with as human beings, that we don't have to go around and, 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 and how do I say this? Look how upside down it is. Yes. Uh, this world of ours hates the moment yes. where anyone or anything shows us that we're not what we imagine ourselves to be, instead wow. of quietly thanking God for bringing that person into our life. That's right out of Scripture. It's right. Love thine enemies. Mm. Love thine enemies. What does it mean? It means, let me love those moments where, those particular situations where someone comes along and helps me to see where it is that I'm so caught up and enamored with myself that I can't stop blaming anyone for, in the smallest way, showing me I'm nothing like I imagined myself to be. He prepares a feast in the presence of my enemies. What's the feast? The feast is seeing that I'm not what I imagined myself to be. And out of that, the, hu- the proper and true meaning of humiliation, which, by the way, has to do with being the, the ground out of which something new and true can grow. Wow, that is absolutely beautiful. I know our show is kind of coming to a close, and I'd like for you to talk a, a little bit about your wisdom school and, again, the uh, online classes that you offered uh, before we close out. Thank you, Jean Marie. Look, it's it's simple. Jean and Marie and I have had a, a nice heart-to-heart. I hope that you've, yes. those of you that stayed with us enjoyed it. But it's not enough to acknowledge these things that are true. It isn't enough. I can read the Bible, I can read whatever scripture I'm affiliated to, and I can get all heated up, and I acknowledge it, but I have to act that knowledge. If I don't take what I understand with me into those moments with my husband, my wife, my children, the people Mm -hmm. I work with, then I'm a hypocrite. I must act the knowledge, and that's what it is that I help people do. Well, Two times Guy, a week for free all over the world, the Wisdom School. Go to GuyFinley.org. You can find out all about it. Yes. Well, thank you, Guy, for being here today and waking us up to our, to the beautiful purpose of all relationships. Connect with Guy to go deeper. You know, every relationship that we have in our lives, as Guy says, our contact with each person, place, and event serves a very special purpose, if yet to be realized purpose. They are mirrors that can serve to show us things about ourselves that can be realized in no other way. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today and listen to this show on demand and share it with others. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. I'm Dr. Jean Marie coming to you live from Voice America with our amazing guest, Guy Finley. And until we meet again, remember an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to Love Light This Week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.